Welcome to the Insurance Stream. I'm your host, Dave Bowling. Great to be with you. Today is Saturday, November 18th. We are talking about how to choose the right aggregator group. Today's episode is sponsored by our program, the Fast Track Appointment Program, brought to you by the Insurance Stream. If you are looking for new carrier appointments, head on over to theinsurancestream.com, click on services for your agency, and click on direct carrier appointments. We would love to help your agency out, and that is exactly uh, what we're going to talk about today on the insurance meditation, is how to choose an aggregator group. Because, you know, it's possible that maybe the insurance stream fast track appointment program is not the best option for your agency. Um, we're going to give you the checklist. You can go through, you can do your due diligence. Um, you can, you can interview our group. You can interview other groups and see, uh, we've really tried to build something that is extremely um, agent friendly because there's a lot of programs out there that are not agent friendly. So the world did not need another non-agent friendly program. So um, again, you know, today's sponsor is the Fast Track Appointment Program, uh, going over to the insurancestream.com services for your agency, and then direct career appointments. So, you know, when, when you're going through and you're choosing an aggregator group to work with, there's a lot of reasons. We've, we've got groups that are um, very small agencies, startups, just getting their feet wet, just getting going. And then we've got $50 million premium, you know, $50 million uh, agencies in, in premium that, that we work with. And each of them come to us with a different need on why they want to work with a group uh, like ours. And so what I want to do is I want to provide you with some valuable insight on how to best select the aggregator group that's going to fit your agency even if it's not with us. We just want to help. Um, so, you know, very, very first thing, and we've, again, this has been kind of the theme of the week, right? Before you go in to any kind of evaluation of companies that you're going to work with, you want to really understand your agency's needs. What are you, what do you need an aggregator group for? Um, you want to assess your current market position, types of policies you're specializing in, geographical areas you serve, um, you want to know your strengths and the areas for growth. That'll help you in guiding your, you know, in selecting your aggregator group um, that aligns with what your agency's doing, where you want to go, your vision that you have. Um, so, you know, the, the very first process is understanding your needs and why you need to work with an aggregator group. Number two is research and due diligence. So once you've defined your agency's needs, you want to invest time in thorough research and due diligence. You want to evaluate potential aggregator groups based on their reputation, their industry standing, and their track record. Seek feedback from other agency owners who work with these groups as their experiences can provide valuable insights into the level of support and the opportunities offered. Um, number three, you want to have access to a diverse range of insurance companies. It is tough right now. I was on the phone with um, one of the major players of uh, insurance advertising in the entire industry. Um, and he, he was talking to me and asking me if our companies are still appointing. Yes, they are. Um, he's had other aggregated groups drop out of advertising with their company because they're not appointing any new agents. Um, so we have companies that are actively appointing new agents, actively allowing new business. Um, and so that, that is a key consideration. You want to know, you know, how broad of an array of insurance companies are you going to be able to work with? Figure that out before you sign up, obviously. 
Um, you know, when you're evaluating potential groups, you want to consider the diversity and quality of the carriers they work with. Um, you know, so a robust network of reputable insurance providers enhances your agency's position to your clients. And um, that's going to improve your customer satisfaction, your loyalty, and your retention. So number four, technology and support services. We live in a digital age. Uh, technology is going to play a pivotal role in efficiency and effectiveness of insurance agencies. So look for aggregated groups that offer advanced technological tools and support systems. Um, you know, the streamlined underwriting process, things like that. Make sure that either policies are not going to some in-house underwriter to um, to look at before they issue an approval. You want to be able, just like a direct appointment, you want to be able to go in, quote, have a bindable quote, issue it on the spot, and you know get your customer going down the road with their policy that they need right away. Uh, so number five, this probably should be number one, contractual terms and fees. Carefully, carefully, carefully read the contractual terms, fee structures proposed by potential aggregator groups. Transparency is key. We have our contract on our website. So just to let you know, you can go. We, we pride ourselves in being the most agent-friendly contract that exists. But no matter who you end up going with, whether it's us or somebody else, you want to really understand the costs associated with joining the group, any kind of ongoing fees, any exit fees, any exit clauses, um, potential hidden charges or hidden catches. You want, you know, equally important is grasping the termination clause. That's, you know, a big, big, big one. Ensure that the agreement aligns with your agency's financial goals and operational uh, expectations. You really got to, this one is one to way slow down and, and really assess. Because I just talked to somebody on Tuesday of this last week they signed with an aggregator group who advertises no exit fees, you know, no, you know, no termination fees. You own your book of business 100%. Well, the way that this particular program worked is the agency owner goes in, gets the market access, pays a fee to sign up. Um, and then as they get appointed with these carriers, after they terminate, well, so they write a little bit of business and it's not much for you to own your book of business. So you start off, you don't own your book of business. Um, with our group, you do from the very first dollar of premium you write. doesn't matter how much or how little. But with this group that, you know, the agency owner was like, well, that's not bad. It's a very low threshold for getting in there and, um, and writing a few policies. Owning that book of business is 100% okay. But here's the catch. They had a one-year non-compete after separation from the group so you go in and you build this book of business and then you want to roll it over to your own and leave this group you got a one-year non-compete where you can't work with any of these carriers that you've spent time developing relationships with placing your customers with understanding the policies you can't get on there and service the policy after you leave the group which is my opinion, borderline criminal, right? Like, how can you do that to an agency owner? That's just terrible. So really, really slow down on the contractual terms section of, of your, um, of your you know, agreement with these aggregator groups and figure that out first. Um, so lastly, networking and training opportunities. You know, beyond the access to the insurance carriers, aggregator groups, you know, they, they should provide networking and training opportunities a robust community of fellow agency owners fosters collaboration, idea sharing, and mutual support. Uh, training programs can keep your team 
you know, in the know of all the uh, industry developments, ensuring that your agency remains at the forefront of best practices and innovations. And this has been your insurance meditation on how to pick out your perfect aggregator group.